What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Guest Friday and Not Your Average Boston Sports Podcast. I am your host, Garrett Hayden. As always, you can listen to the program on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. You can follow our social pages on Twitter and Facebook for the latest updates. Uh, great to be back uh, on Guest Friday. I know it's been a couple of weeks. I've been on a little bit of a hiatus, but we're back, and we're back with the uh, old friend of the program, uh, John Veneziano. Uh, John's coming by to uh, talk some revolution once again. Uh, John, what's up, buddy? Hey, how's it going? Good to be back. Great to be back. Uh, I think uh, the timing could not be better, I think, for the revolution, considering the spot that they're in. And, you know, I think it was a perfect time to do kind of an update because they're at kind of a break in the schedule at the moment, Mm, probably about two thirds of the way through the season. Mm hmm. It also is great timing because we just recently went to uh, the Revolution's most recent game against DC United. Yeah, uh, big win. Yeah, that was really uh, really fun to be able to go go witness that. Um, Revs dominated, great game to go to. Couple goals for the for the new guy Ian Harks. So that was uh, super fun to be able to go experience that. I know the two of us had talked about going to a revs game for for many years yeah for sure yeah, finally did it yeah it was that was super good we got a good night for it and you know we got good seats pretty much right at midfield so it was pretty sweet to be honest so thinking about this team and where they're at you know i think second place in the eastern conference i think second place well i guess second most points in the entire league mm-hmm. points behind Col- uh, cincinnati who's just, you know, going, going crazy this year. Unbelievable. Um, but I think for the most part, it's been, I think since the last time we spoke, it's been a really successful run for the revolution. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I know when we spoke like about two months ago, they were, I mean, we, we were in a playoff position. We weren't, I don't think we were quite as high as second, but we were still in a decent spot. Um but yeah, like you said, they've been doing really well, um, you know, eight points behind Cincinnati, but Cincinnati has been far and away the best team in the league this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they're playing some really good soccer right now. And I think, you know, like when we went to see them at DNC DC, I mean, you know, DC is not like the best team, but they dominated that game. Um, it was, you mentioned it was four, nothing uh, could have been a lot more. Um, they could have won by more goals than, than even that. So, and we're on, have a bunch of injuries as well. So considering that, I think we're doing quite well at the moment um, yeah I think I was really impressed at like just how easily they were able to perform perform offensively it was just like it just seemed easy to them that it was like okay here's the the plan and we're gonna you know put it in place and we're gonna go execute and I felt like you know not every game they're gonna execute where it's for nothing but it was mm-hmm. like okay they're playing a totally different game than DC United Oh, for sure. I mean, the first part of that game was really chippy. I know we were like waiting for the first 15 minutes for them to actually like play the game because everybody was like they had that head injury at the beginning and a bunch of fouls. Um, but after that, it was just like they steamrolled them. Um, like, and you would think like usually at the end of a game too, like the tempo dies down, the subs kind of cause the game to kind of become a little bit more even. Mm-hmm. Um, but the guys coming off the bench looked way better than DC as well. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that just speaks to the depth that the Rebs have this year mm-hmm. on that team, 
um, that they didn't have last year. Um, it's a totally different group. And uh, it's, it's nice to see that a lot of their, um, you know, everything's kind of gelled together. Mm-hmm. I think it's good to see that it's like, yes, Carlos Eel is going to have his hands in everything, but it doesn't feel like he's like having to do everything that there yeah. are multiple guys that are able to, you know, kind of do their thing offensively. So it's not like, oh, okay, he's being relied upon to be the guy that puts it all together. I mean, he does anyway because he's mm-hmm. that good. But, yeah, you know, they have these guys, you know, Bobby Woods scoring goals and still playing at a really high level, I think, from when we last spoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Rioni's peppered in some goals. Yeah. Bo's peppered in some goals scored on Saturday. Yeah. Mm, the new guy, Ian Marks. I mean, yeah. I don't – to, to be honest, I didn't think he'd score the rest of the season, and he bags two against his old team. So I'd be love to see that. Um, yeah. And then, you know, you've got guys as well that, like, while they don't maybe show up on the stat sheet, like you've got guys that come in. I know Josh Bolman made his M- MLS debut when we went. Um, mm-hmm. It was good to see him get in there and guys that um, you wouldn't expect to get minutes, but there's just not a big drop-off in those minutes when those guys come in. And I think that's a huge difference from last year which is really good heading into you know hopefully a long playoff run we'll see yeah yeah I mean I think it's always important to have that depth because you never know when you know injuries are going to undoubtedly creep up you know I think mm-hmm. Vrioni I feel like he's battled stuff ever since he's gotten here yeah you know, great that he's been able to play so many games but you know you hope that that can he can stay healthy, you know, Bo, there's always, I think, concerns with him, but I think mm-hmm. for the most part, he's been healthy. He's been playing games and making an impact. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Bo scored when we went, yeah. I mean, you know, that was, a, that was a nice header that he put past the goalkeeper. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and like I said, we are missing some guys right now that have been big pieces that this year, I mean, you know, guys like Dylan Barrero, who was really, starting to kind of blossom into his own before he tore his ACL. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Noel Buck was very, doing very well this year. Um, he's been out with a muscular injury for for quite some time now. And, you know, Tommy Mack hasn't played the whole year. Right. Um, and so you've just had these – and Maciel hasn't played this year. I mean, I don't really rate Maciel, but it's still somebody who has a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no Kessler as well. I mean, we've ha- had our fair share of injuries. Dewan Jones didn't play last game because he's still on goal cup duty. Mm-hmm. Um, so to be able to do all that, considering, um, you know, the guys that they've been missing and who they've had jump in to do well it, is, is I got to give Bruce arena props for that, for keeping the team focused. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think definitely speaks to how it seems like everyone on the team has, stayed ready when it's like okay it's not always going to be kind of the same guys that play every game Mm -hmm. and so you know I feel like sometimes that can be difficult for guys kind of maybe not exactly knowing where they stand but it seems like everyone's kind of got their hands in in everything yeah and and even going back to that like watching the last game I really want to like shout out Ryan Spaulding because like he was unreal against DC Mm -hmm. I mean he did not I think that's the best Rebs game I've ever seen him play. And that's a testament to how much he's really improved on loan this year. Um, that he's, we've now have a reliable backup left back. And then if Dewan somehow gets sold this summer, I mean, I wouldn't be 
you know, it wouldn't be that huge of a drop off if he were to come in and play that position. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do also feel like Boateng is someone that they've gotten mm -hmm. out of this season. He looks like such an improved player from, from last season. I know. Yeah, I, that's a great point. Um, and, you know, Petrovic is Petrovic. I don't really think <laughs> spend too much time like analyzing he analyzing his game because he's just still he's, unbelievable yeah i mean he against dc didn't have much to do until like the last minute of the game he made that ridiculous double save yeah um so i mean he's one of the best goalkeepers in the league and i mean the fact that you had matt turner before him who's the u.s national team goalie and now you get this guy i mean like <laughs> who's younger uh it's crazy but the Revs goalkeeping staff has done a great job as well. Some of the best in the business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Petrovic has stayed ready even in maybe some games where they don't, you know, spend a lot of time like in the defensive half. Mm, yeah. But he always does a great job of staying ready and just is just such a phenomenal shot stopper that mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to believe that they've gone from Turner to Petrovic and it's like maybe could argue that he is better than Matt Turner I think you could certainly make that argument I mean I feel like if you would have said that last year you would have been looked at like you were crazy but like I really don't think that's that far of a you yeah. know stretch you know and I think like obviously I think the defense has been pretty steady you know mm -hmm. I think Romney's been a really good addition yeah. you know Farrell's been pretty solid but it's like when you go from Turner to Petrovic, it's like, I'm not trying to say that the defense doesn't have to do a lot, but it's like, it certainly helps take the pressure off of those guys where it's like, okay, we don't have to feel like we have to be the last line of defense. You have yeah. some back there that is just unbelievable. Yeah. And, you know, like you have the freedom to maybe take more chances, make a mistake, right. and you have that guy to bail you out back there, knowing that there's somebody solid back there. Mm -hmm. um, I think Farrell's been a good shout because he has done well this season with the minutes he's been given. He's kind of wasn't supposed to be a starter because, you know, Kessler was supposed to be there. Um, but I think he's come in and he's really shown a lot of veteran leadership. He's done really, really well um, in kind mm -hmm. of a tough spot. So I am kind of curious about your thoughts about some of the transfers that the Revs have brought in. Um, mm. You know, obviously the swap for Latif Blessing is something I want to talk to you about. Yeah. Um, so I I guess we could start there. So Revs make the trade with Toronto, Mark Anthony K coming in, Latif Blessing going out. Uh, just kind of your thoughts on, on that. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it's kind of a, I think a like for like switch. I think, you know, Blessing was having a hard time getting green cards for his family. And it's easy to do that with a Canadian passport. Um, and so I believe, you know, his move to Toronto kind of was more of a favor to kind of facilitate that. Um, but you're getting a player back in K that's, he's a little bit older. He's about two years older than Blessing. He's got a little bit more experience. He's a gritty player. Um, he's somebody who's going to get stuck in. And he's not afraid to kind of, you know, get in there and do the dirty work. Uh, he's a big body player um i know whenever the u.s play canada um in competitions you know case canadian he's a starter on that team um you know he's someone who likes to kind of spice things up a little bit and i think the revs could maybe use that a little bit someone who's got that kind of 
that kind of attitude because I don't know if the team really has that in a player, um, especially going into the playoffs. You know, this is a guy that played World Cup. This is a guy that's played um, a ton of minutes for LAFC, for Toronto, came up through USL, um, has kind of a chip on his shoulder. So I think that's a good acquisition, to be fair. Okay. All right. Well, I think I'm kind of excited to see that, you know, just kind of what a new addition, new blood kind of brings to the team. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that, you know, bringing in someone that can play with an edge is probably important for the playoffs because I think that like any sport, you know, the playoffs are far different. You know, it's a lot more pressure, a lot more, you know, goals come at a premium and kind of need as many of these type of guys as, as you can get. But I think hoping that it's not too much the other side that, you know, he's making mistakes and getting carded. Yeah, for sure. He's got to, he's got to keep his head in, in a lot of these situations. Um, I think it's good though, to have somebody with that kind of personality. Cause I think one of the main things when the revs had that shield won the shield two years ago and were expected to have that cup run um, before they lost to NYCFC in the playoffs um, which is, I think they had a lot of young guys with a lot of inexperience and didn't know how to maybe handle that situation. Um, to have a guy like Kay come in who has that experience, I think will really help the team in that kind of scenario. Um, and hopefully they can kind of go on and really make that run, hopefully to the conference finals this year would be great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, certainly. I think that, you know, there's definitely some credence to that, that, you know, when they made that run, two years ago or no the the season that they won the supporters shield that mm -hmm. there weren't a lot of guys that had experienced you know postseason action so maybe it is important to bring someone in that's like had that experience and like big experience too like playing in the world cup like you said yeah um so one of the other guys that they got uh tomas Chank Chankale is that do you know how to say it? I think it's Chankale I'm not 100% sure um any any idea about uh his game so I know that Chankale we're getting him from a side a team in what what is it Qatar or somewhere in the Middle East um or um hold on one second um I know he's like early twenties, like twenty four years old. Um, initially, we're we're getting him on loan, I believe, and then I think we have the obligation to buy him if you know we like what we see. Obviously, yes. we can take on his salary. Uh, he'll be a designated player, I believe, if we bring him on. So that means we're gonna have to buy somebody down from a DP contract. Okay. Um, I imagine that's probably gonna be either Bo since he's getting older, or Vrioni since he really hasn't produced as a designated player. Okay. Um, but he's a central midfielder. He's another, you know, option that you have to put into that midfield to kind of give you a little bit of creativity. Um, I don't think he has as much kind of grit and like, you know, steely res resolve that Kay has. I think he has a more kind of skill-based game. Um, a lot of those guys coming out of Argentina have that type of type of game. You know, Gustavo Bo is one of them. You know, you anytime you're coming out of Argentina, I believe he came up with Racing Club was his first team in Argentina. That's Yes. Um, which is a team that Gustavo Bo played for as well in his career. Um, you know, anytime you're coming up through the Argentinian division, you're going to have to have some creativity. Um, that's just how the Argentinians play. 
Um, you saw that at the World Cup as well. Um, that's the kind yes. of player that, you know, they breed. Um, yeah. So that's never a bad thing. Uh, I'll always take a little bit more creativity in that midfield. Um, another guy who can come in and maybe make a play when they need to, or, or you know, have some fresh legs if they decide to use him as a sub or not. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if they mix him up and, you know, start him right away, or they let him kind of have a few games and get his feet wet. Um, you know, it is a different league and, you know, it is a kind of, you know, uh, different feel than other leagues as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm curious if that's, they're hoping to have him like ready by the playoffs or they're just going to throw him in straight away. That's going to be something that I'm going to have my eye on for sure. Yeah. So, you know, I think I mentioned maybe at the top that the revolution and the MLS breaking for like the, the all-star game and like break, but there's also a, a tournament, the league's cup that is going on with, teams from the MLS and the Liga MX from Mexico. Um, and so Revolution will play in a group with two other teams. I think the Red Bulls are one of the teams. Yeah, we got um, Red Bulls on Saturday. I'm curious about your thoughts about the tournament. How are the Revolution going to approach this? You know, are there going to be certain guys that play? Or is this going to be like, or, or who is going to play? Are they going to play most of their regular lineup? You know, it, it's a tough thing to say because, you know, this is a brand new tournament. There's never been the League's Cup before. We'd only had the Champions League. Um, and now we've got the League Cup, League's Cup mixed into things, especially at a very crucial part of the season. Right. Um, so it's going to give Bruce Arena a lot of questions. I'm not sure that maybe he this was something he thought about, um, you know, coming into the season. Sure. Um especially considering where the Rebs are in the standings right now. I think they've got a little bit to play with because, you know, they are in that second place. Um, right. I don't think they're going to catch Cincinnati for that buy. Um, mm -hmm. But they've got a little wiggle room, you know. Um, it's not like they're chasing a playoff spot or they're in the middle of a playoff hunt. So, mm -hmm. um, and they have a pretty favorable group too. You know, they, you've mentioned they've got the Red Bulls. Um, the team from Mexico that's in the group is San Luis, who's historically not a very good team okay. um so the revs are clearly the best team in that in that group and they should be going to that with confidence um i think there's definitely going to be some lineup rotation for sure i have a feeling knowing bruce and knowing how he likes to handle these other tournaments he'll like to save his best guys for mls um so i would imagine there's some rotations a lot of maybe the guys who haven't been getting a lot of minutes will play in leaks cup as well I would probably say about half of the starters would probably play that game um, because it's a midweek game. Well, this one of this weekend isn't, but there'll be probably midweek games as well um, with this tournament. Uh, so that's just another fitness thing that you have to throw into the mix right now. Um, how are you going to manage guys minutes? How are you going to make sure guys are fresh for games? So um, yeah, I think, I think he has to kind of mix up the lineup a little bit. I don't think he really has a choice. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's a good opportunity for some guys within the squad that maybe aren't getting consistent minutes in MLS to, mm -hmm. you know, show what they can do and maybe force their way in by the time the playoffs come in. Um, it's another chance to kind of prove yourself. And there's a lot of competition in the rep squad. Who do you think would be like most helped from like, per like a good performance in this tournament? Like assuming 
that they go the route of playing more guys that maybe don't play as much? Well, I think um, definitely the new guys, for sure. It definitely benefits because you want to get as many reps with these, your new teammates as possible and build that chemistry. Mm -hmm. Um, So guys like Parks, Chunkley, um, and maybe I would say guys that are coming back from injury, if they're ready, um, this might be a good opportunity to stick them in. I know after the game against DC, we saw no buck on the field, Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, obviously he's not hundred percent ready. I think that's good for him just to get his feet wet again. Um, Guys on the bubble, like Ryan Spaulding, you know, now with the wand coming back, you never know when an injury is going to happen. You want to have guys as fresh as possible. Um, and even get their draft pick, Bulma, I think would be a good opportunity to throw him in and maybe give Rioni a start because, um, you know, Bobby Wood is the top striker on this team. I wouldn't have said that at the beginning of the season, uh, but things work out in a mysterious way sometimes. So, um I think it'd be good for those kind of players. Um, and then obviously keep your starters in where you don't have as much wiggle room. So like center back, I would probably play Bromley for sure. Uh, maybe give Omar some minutes. I don't like that so much, but you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, keep Petrovic in there, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like I said, there's, there's a lot of wiggle room kind of in this roster. Yeah. So once the Revs, you know, finish with this tournament, so it'll be group play, then a knockout stage, see how they do there. Uh, They won't return to uh, MLS play until the 20th of August against Nashville. Um, And so then they have 11 games between uh, then and then the end of the season, uh, only with five home games. So going to be on the road quite a bit to kind of finish off the season. Uh, So last 11 games of the year, you know, I know that that's going to be kind of a ways away, but what do you look for this team, you know, closing out the season? Well, I I think it's going to be different this year, obviously, because with leagues cup and going on till like the end of August, and now you've got those chunks of games right before the playoffs, you're going to have guys that are going to come into the playoffs, maybe a little bit more tired than they usually would be. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, I think it's great that the Revs again have a deep roster because you can, can manage guys that way. Um, I want to see at the end of the season, um, just them to finish strong. Honestly, like don't coast into the into the playoffs. Um, I think it's a pretty safe bet that this team is going to be a playoff team and probably a high ranked playoff team. Um, probably one of the favorites to get out of the conference. Um. I want to see guys go into this and just keep their foot on the gas. Um, yeah. You know, against DC, we saw guys continuing to just push the up the ante towards the end of the game mm-hmm. um, when really the game was pretty much over. Um, I'd like to see that same mentality kind of applied towards the end of the season. Right. Um, because I feel like if you try and back your way into the playoffs, that's really only going to create problems. Uh, I know we've seen that with plenty of Boston sports teams other than the Revs before. Yes, so yeah. so we all know how that goes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just want to see them continuing to kind of gel as a unit and just continuing to kind of, you know, be their best version of themselves as a team. Um, and if they do that, I think they'll position themselves really well uh, going into the playoffs. For so, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Looking at some of the 
teams they're going to play. Um, you know, Nashville will play against. Uh, yeah. They also have a game against Philadelphia in the last game of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any games that you're looking forward to in terms of a game that would really be good for them in terms of like getting ready for the playoffs? Because it looks I mean, like they're playing, or at least the rest of their schedule, they have games against Philadelphia, Nashville, and Orlando. And those teams are three, four, and five in the East. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's obviously good prep. I think those last three games of the season are going to be really important. Um, you've got Columbus, then you got Orlando, and then you got Philly. Um, you know, those are all tough teams to play. And if we're trying to chase kind of a seeding, um, you know, if things get tight, those games could be very important for, you know, home field. Right. Um, for example, I, I don't want to go to Atlanta on the road in the playoffs. Yeah, That is one of the toughest environments to play in the league. Um, I don't even want to go to really Columbus in the playoffs either. You know, if you can have as many home games as you can, that would be ideal. Yeah. Um, so I really want to see how they handle that gauntlet. And, you know, as long as they don't, uh, pardon my language, but if they don't, if they don't shit the bed against some of these crack crack teams to be honest but no offense to like uh colorado chicago um but just to keep their cool in those games and not drop off um because they're gonna need those points at the end of the season in those last three games so you got to make sure that you take what you can um in the games that you have before that i think it is interesting that you know like you said those last three games are against pretty quality opponents so you know it's probably good that they can kind of measure themselves against those teams mm. you know tough opponents they'll play in the playoffs could even yeah. be one of those three teams if not more yeah that's a great point that's that's absolutely true and a team like philadelphia as well in the last game of the season you know who are coming off an mls cup appearance last year barely losing to lafc um, they're always a tough team if you mm-hmm. can do well against them i feel really good going into the playoffs yeah and i think no, as you mentioned, it's a lot of road games, but mm. if you close the season with three of their last four at Gillette, and obviously mm. we know they've been undefeated at Gillette Stadium this year, which yep. is pretty remarkable considering all the construction going on around the stadium. Uh, yeah, it is, it's a scene there. Focus. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the new lighthouse is coming along. Oh, man. M- yeah. Mr. Kraft's new project. Is it ever, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah I think it's an interesting time for a break from MLS but you know I think there'll be games that they'll play so it's not like they're going cold for a month but I think you know making sure that they're in the best shape they can be by the time that you know last 11 games comes around sets you know the last like third of the season mm-hmm. and then you're yeah. getting ready for getting ready for the playoffs yeah, exactly. And also the back end of the season, you don't have any international tournaments to contend with anymore. You know, we just had Gold Cup um, where we had without Jones for like three weeks. Yeah. And I think they managed that situation really well. And now they're going to have their best guys back for the most important time of the year. Um, so you know, get ready, strap in a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I, do, I do have to say that I think uh, Jones played great in that Gold Cup. The oh, yeah, I agree. Moments that I saw. Yeah, he was um, – the first game I was like, I'm not so sure if he's ready for this. And then as the tournament went along, I was like, okay, man, yeah, he's locked in. 
Um, this is probably the best I've ever seen him play in his limited time with the national team. Mm-hmm. Um, that assist that he had to Vasquez against yes. uh, Canada, yes. uh, that was amazing. He just put that, that on a ladder. Um, yeah. So um, I'm excited to have somebody of that quality back with the Revs for this uh, part of the season. I'm hoping they don't sell him till January if they're going to yeah. sell him because I know his ambition is to go to Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, so and there are teams interested. So it's yeah. uh, I'm hoping they can hang on to him for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. Uh, to you know, really help this team get to the playoffs and hopefully beyond. Hopefully we get to see this team lift a lift the MLS cup before too long. Oh God, I hope so. It's, you know, I, I don't know if I can take much more of it to be honest. Yeah. You know, those, the, those playoff runs of those last two teams definitely took some years off our life. So. That was tough. Yeah. Uh, but I'm hoping, hoping that it, it's going to happen at some point. Absolutely. That's what I keep telling myself. Yeah, that's that's the right attitude. Yeah. Well, John, great having you on as always. And um, yeah, you got the the Instagram up and running again, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. It's been it's been popping recently, so that's been good stuff. Uh, so you can follow uh, John's account at f u s m n t. Yes, sir. Good. All right, I got it. So yeah, you yeah, can you follow got it. John there. Always some great content there. Yep, we're we're getting close to twenty k. So you know, come come along for the ride. It's yeah, going to be pretty awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, great talking to you, John. Hopefully, we'll have you on at some point as we get closer to the playoffs. Maybe we'll get you on to do like a playoff preview at some point. Yeah, for sure. I'd love to come back and do that. Sounds good. All right. All right. Talk to you folks later.